you're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Second Kings chapter 6, I'll read from verse 8 to 17 and then we'll go and read also 1 Corinthians 3. I'd like you to read together with me 2 Kings 6 from verse 8. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel and he consulted with his servants saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel saying, Beware that you do not pass this place for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, may the Lord find prophets in Nigeria. Tell the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, surely he's in Dothan. Therefore, he, that is the king of Syria, sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear. I've come to sell somebody, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. 17, and our last verse for now. And Elisha prayed, and I have prayed for you as well. And said, Lord, I pray to what? Open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Come with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'll read from verse 1 to 3. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, But as to carnal, as to babes in Christ, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you are not able to receive it. Even now, you are still not able. Verse 3. For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? This morning, I want us to look at, you know, some meditation, if you were at the throne room on Friday. If you were in there, please, I would encourage you to go and get the message. I believe the Lord is saying something. Not just saying, the Lord is doing something. Amen. And this morning, we want to look at no longer mere men. No longer what? No longer mere men. No longer mere men. Yes, I'm a man, but not a mere man. Praise the Lord, somebody. No longer what? Mere men. The morning we're going to leave Lagos and drive down to Abuja, you know, leaving Lagos to start our relocation to Abuja many years ago. 
I don't know what happened. I don't know whether it was um, Lizzie, the young lady that was staying with us, or whether it was our son. Somebody was tampering with the remote control. Okay? And the car was, it was not auto, it was manual. So somebody was, you know, tampering with the remote control. And the car started on its own and went and, you know, destroyed itself inside the garage, you know, in our garage in Lagos, in our Mercedes then. And what the Lord said, you know, the picture I saw is this. If you took a remote control without battery and pressed all the things there, what would happen? What you would have done is that you would have pressed some knobs. But if you take a remote control that is connected to a car that has engine, that has battery, that has gas, if you press it, something will happen. I don't know where they press the remote control, whether it was upstairs or downstairs or whether it was in someone's pocket. But what it is is that the little button somebody pressed caused an accident. Is someone hearing me? Because it was not a mere button. This morning you're not a mere man. What concerns you is not ordinary. You must understand that. Because many of us have been pressing buttons and because it's not happening right before us, we think nothing is happening. Praise the Lord somebody. In Psalm 82 from verse 5, 6, 7, the psalmist was speaking, which our Lord Jesus confirmed. He said, he said, I said you are what? Gods and all of you are children of the Most High. Verse 7 says, but, but, that but is unfortunately, you shall die like men. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Because you're going to see that you are truly somebody. The born again Christian is not a mere man. Praise the Lord somebody. When the Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right. That right changes who you are. It changes everything about you. Praise the Lord. When you stand in the mirror, you see your flesh that your father gave you. That your mother and your father, your early parents gave you. But in the spirit, when you stand in the spiritual mirror, you know who you see? You see Christ. Now, if you don't see that person, that is why believers sin. That's why the Bible, it say, the, the Bible says, if anyone, you know, sins, it says he had not the spirit. Not that you don't have. You don't have a revelation. If you knew who you were, there are some things you won't touch. Praise the Lord. But that's not where we're going today. We are coming to the place where you understand that you are not mere. You're not ordinary. This is not all of you. This is what other men may see. This is what other people may encounter. But the events and the occurrences and the instances in your life cannot be explained by plus and minus. There are more than, how many dimensions do they have? Four dimensions, Abby. Length, width, breadth, height. Okay? There are more than those dimensions. And what we saw in our text, we can go back to our text. We saw in our text that the king of Syria was constantly waging war against the king of Israel. And in this war he was doing, it was an unconventional war. In the sense that it was setting ambushes. And the strategy of the ambush is to catch the enemy on our ways. So they make a secret plot, hide somewhere, and they want to trap an entourage of the king or, you know, some significant or strategic movement of the king or the city or the nation. And each time they did this, the Bible will say 
The prophet in Israel, Elisha, will tell the king, don't pass this way. Because your enemy, the king of Syria, is what? Has laid an ambush. He's planning something against him. And the king of Israel will go and send a spy. And they will find out that truly, you know, this was it. And the Bible says, not once, not twice, not thrice. This is what I believe God for Nigeria. When people say they are powerful, this is what will happen and we'll know. Praise the Lord somebody. But that's not where we're going. And then the king of Syria, the Bible tells us, Realize that what is going on Our ambushes are not working And he said there must be a spy Amongst his advisors And he summoned them And said what is going on here Which of you amongst us is for the king of Israel Who goes from here to tell the king of Israel Our plans And one of them said I don't even know how he knew Maybe the spirit of God showed him in a dream Have you ever wondered that How did he know You know, We learned here that God controls even what the native doctor says You know that he says the casting of dives is of man, but the outcome is of the Lord. So no matter where a voice is speaking, God is in control of it. Anyway, so this man opened and said, not so my Lord. What is going on here is that whatever you say, not just in this strategic meeting, even in your bedroom. He said there is a prophet in Israel who hears all of it. Not a mere man. Say I'm not a mere man. Because you're going to begin to hear some things. Some of you will want to go for a job interview. And they will tell you exactly what they will ask you. Some of our students are going to be preparing for an exam. And they will review one question. They'll see, you know in mathematics, it's one thing to know the principle. Then it's another thing to see the same question with the same figures. You'll be moving at double speed. This is what the Bible is saying. Anyway, so this man said, we're going to solve this problem. The king of uh, Syria. He said, we're going to solve this problem. I want you to see mere men now. Because you're shifting from being a mere man. The king of Israel said, I'm going to solve this problem. And what I'm going to do is go and find out where he dwells. So he sent his own intelligence. Praise the Lord. He sent his uh, GSS. And sent his uh, NIA. And they went and found out where Elisha dwelt. And they said, his daughter. So he mobilized an army and went and surrounded Dotham. People of God. They told you this man knows what you say in your bedroom. This new plan he made. Did he go to the bush to make it? You see the way you're laughing. Laugh at your former self. That is how mere men respond. They respond on the surface. This man knows what you're doing against somebody that is not him. Is it when it comes to him that all of a sudden his brain will close, his eyes will close? But you see, the normal man is limited. He's so limited and so constrained. Anyway, he carries out a plan and they came in the night. You know the whole agenda of night so that nobody will see them. Praise the Lord. But if you watch Nacho now, you know that there are cameras now that record in the night as bright as in the day. Infrared cameras. Anyway, to his own level of intelligence, if he did it in the night, nobody will see. And somebody may have come to church today and you do some things in the night and you're hiding it from God. Stop. Oh. You do it outside of Abuja, you're hiding it from the... You do it in some hotel, not in your house. May you be delivered. In the name of Jesus. Because before the God we worship, light and darkness are what? He doesn't, there is no difference. He sees everything. 
You put your hand in the bag, put it in the front, he sees. Anyway, so this man put the best strategy he had. Say, go by night. And when you go, he said, surround the city so that he cannot escape. And they went and surrounded the city. And the Bible said in the morning, the servant of the prophet woke up. And when he stepped out, he saw army, a large army. He saw horses surrounding the entire city. And he said, we have finished. Alas, is at last, in short form. All these things we are doing, they have finally what? Caught us. What does he say? He says what? Alas, my what? I told you this thing you're doing, be careful. We have entered. He said, now what? What shall we do? What shall we do? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Anytime the child of God finds himself in a situation where it's as though he's trapped, the problem is lack of vision. The Bible says, my people are destroyed for what? Lack of vision, lack of revelation. So the master did not tell him what we shall do. You know, many times people come and they want the preacher to tell them what they shall do. That is old school. Is someone hearing me? He say, does your pastor see? Does he see? Does he? No, this pastor does not make see. He makes you to see. Those uh, them, uh, uh, familiar spirits, they'll call your phone number. They're seeing for you. The new covenant anointing is that you will see. You see, the man did not waste time telling him what to do. He didn't even talk to him again. He turned to the Lord and said what? Lord, I pray, do what? Open his eyes. That was the end of the conversation on that matter. The boy opened his eyes. I want to believe he's a boy. He opened his eyes. And what did he say now? Everybody read it for me. And what? He saw what? The mountains full of horses and chariots. Wait, wait. Let's not be in a hurry. Let's go back and see what he saw before. Let's go back. To what he saw before. 15. He arose early. What did he see? He saw horses and chariots. Now go back to see what he saw now. Thank you. When he now saw again. What did he see? He saw the same horses. And he saw the same chariots. But one was wood. And one was fire. If wood and fire fight. Who will tell the story? Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You see, that is to begin to help you to understand that when God is for you, it doesn't matter who is incense, it doesn't matter who is plotting, it doesn't matter who is gathering, it does not matter. The best there can be is flesh. The best there can be, there can be men even. They could have plotted it for years. But they had horses and chariots. And the Bible said, around Elisha also were one. The same horses and chariots, but this time of what? Fire. Fire in the Bible is representative of the spirit. And when he saw, the whole thing changed. You see, for the mercy of those who were not here on on Friday. The Bible is so clear, so simple. So simple. Do you know the Bible is simple? Oh yes. Unless you receive the kingdom as what? Little children. So it has to be in a way that little children can receive it. The Bible tells us in 1 Kings 19 that 
from verse 1. They said they came and reported. Not even they came. Ahab came and reported to Jezebel. This is what the prophet Elijah has done. These are the things he did. He called down fire. And this and this happened. And fire came down. And then was finally, he has killed all your prophets. Both those of Baal and Asherah. He has killed all of them. And verse 2, this woman said, Now go and tell. He sent a message. He said, go and tell that Elijah. The gods, the gods that have not answered. The gods that have been destroyed. He said, go and tell Elijah that the gods do so to her. And more so, if what? Elijah is not like one of them by tomorrow. That's not the problem. Because we can look at that statement and see it's an empty statement. It's a baseless statement. It's a foolish statement. The gods had not answered your 800 prophets. Is it you they will answer? But the problem is in verse 3. Show us verse 3. Verse 3 says, when Elijah, the he there is Elijah. Verse 3 says, when Elijah saw that, what did he see? What did he see? Was that what's up, Carl? What did he see? He said, when he saw that, he did what? He arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba. He went there and the Bible, the word of God said, he ran for his life. And then he now went and started praying, God, kill me. Let me tell you what is happening here because it's very important. Elisha is one of those, you know, in the Old Testament, men were, you know, anointed. The Spirit of God comes upon them. And this man had had a privilege not to be a mere man. Okay, we're going to still get what him, not a mere He had had a privilege of not being a mere man. That's how come he will call fire and fire will come down. Praise the Lord. That's how come ravens will feed him. Ravens don't feed men. That's how come he will say to a widow, okay, give me, make this cake for me and eat. You know, let me eat first. Then after I've eaten, let your, you and your child eat. And then this will not finish, okay, as long as I'm here. So this man's words had carried power. This man's presence had invited supernatural supply. This man had spoken and heaven had responded. Is he a normal man? But you see, as beautiful as that is, if you apply it negatively, it will also work. So when Jezebel said, I will do this, and Elijah received it. Is someone hearing me? Somebody needs to reject something she has received. You have accepted some letters, but all of a sudden you need to say no. I refuse it. I reject. At this time, I can say not my portion. In fact, no, not even not my portion, not my address. You don't know me. I don't operate on that level. When Jezebel said what she said, Elijah was not supposed to even hear, give attention to it. But the Bible said he did not just hear, he saw. Now, let me tell you what it is. The Bible says to you and I, it says to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you ask or what wait oh wait sir give me your glasses thank you what did i do i asked it i asked it so you gave me now it means then that as people who are not mere men if i'm passing here and i imagine these glasses mine what will happen after service he will bless me with it to him who is what able to do exceedingly. I want you to say something about people who are not mere men. It's not just what they say. 
Somebody came to church today. You see, many of us say, I'm not saying that. That's if you've graduated to saying rightly. But what are you imagining? You see, because you're not a mere man, even your imaginations carry weight. When this Jezebel spoke, Elijah made the terrible mistake of seeing himself die. Whereas this is a man that has been written for eternity that will not see death. Do you know up to now Elijah hasn't died? I thought somebody will bless the Lord. I thought somebody will pray in the Holy Ghost. I've not come to preach a sermon to you. I thought somebody will just pray. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, I want you to pray. Because the devil is a liar. He's been made naked. This man was a man that will not, up till now he's alive. When the end time agenda unfolds, he's one of those that will come back so he can die. And he was imagining that Jezebel, Jezi, Jez, his, her Instagram name was at Jez. At Jezebel. That Jezebel will kill him. What are you imagining? People of God. We lend our white sheets of paper. And we allow the devil to write. And we had signed on that. And he finishes writing. We carry it with our signature and say this is us. Because we think that we are ordinary. When Elijah saw. Instead of refusing, instead of laughing, we learned on Wednesday that, you see, the only thing remaining when a man fears God is what? Every human being, praise the Lord. You see, no matter how our governor general likes um, fisherman soup, are you still eating it, sir? How many pots can he eat? If he eats one pot and you bring the second pot, what will he do? He'll be laughing. You know why? The parking space is full. Every human being has a measure of fear. Everyone born of man has a measure of fear. Now the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the being of wisdom. The Bible says the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. It says this person in Isaiah 11, he says his delight to be in the fear of the Lord. When a man truly is born again, he'll be full of the fear of the Lord. When you're full, when I am full now, I am full. Okay, what do I like? I like, um, what's the one moment she wrote? I, I like, um, what's that my biscuit? Pure bliss. I actually bought an eight yesterday. You know, if I'm full of, if I'm eating maybe sometimes, I've eaten about six at one time. Okay. So let's take it, I eat 12. 12 packs of pure bliss. If you bring me another 12, can it enter? You know why? I am full of pure bliss. Now what am I saying? When you are full of the fear of the Lord, if another thing brings fear to you, If another thing tries to bring fear, will you be able to respond? Can you take in any more fear? I put it to you that the reason many of us are afraid of things is because we are not full of the fear of the Lord. That's why they could try to tell by the spirit. They told the apostle Paul, the man who owns this belt, this is the suffering. This is the pain that awaits him in Jerusalem. He said, why do you want me to waste my cry? He says, I'm ready to go. I've given everything to him. I cannot shake again. 
And I blessed God for the video of the young man that was killed by Boko Haram. You see, he wasn't shaking and pleading. He must be a genuine born again Christian. Is somebody understand? Full of the fear of the Lord. He says he's delight. He has so taken in the fear of the Lord. That any other fear is like Job. Let me tell you part of what. He said that is why the Bible says in Psalm 2. Why do the hidden rage? And the people plot a vain thing. Against the Lord and against his anointed. He said that he will, that sits in heaven. What will you? He will laugh. You are seated in heaven. That's why you will laugh at the threats of the enemy. Because how can you fear that cockroach? The Bible says you and I are seated in heavenly places. Far above. Imagine you are walking in your house now. And ants start saying, look at you. We will deal with you. You see, you are laughing. That's it. That's it. You see the ants, they gang up. You know it's easier to kill ants when they gang up. They come together. I say, today, 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 we'll bring out, we'll bring this man down. You'll be a waste of time. Praise the Lord. You know why you're able to do that? Because physically, dimensionally, you can see how small they are. My prayer is that this morning, spiritually, you also see better. Spiritually, your dimensions will adjust. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible said, Open his eyes. And they opened his eyes. The same environment. Not another location. Not another venue. Not even tomorrow. In case the weather changes. The same day. The same place. Somebody cried, Lord, open my eyes. Lord, I need my eyes to be open. You know why? Because the call that you and I have been called. We have been called to live in the spiritual dimension. That's why the apostle was saying to the Corinthian church. He said, I'm so frustrated with you. That's what he was saying. I'm frustrated. I want to talk to you as to spiritual men. But I still have to download spiritual things. So I have to tell you, if you come to church, you know, then God will bless you. If you shout hallelujah, then God will do this. He said, we have to bring it down. If you give money, if you give the Lord 1,000, the Lord will multiply 10,000. That's how they talk to mere men. They have to threaten you. If you don't give your tithe, you know, sickness will come. If you don't give your tithe, the devourer will come. Then you will give your tithe because you're afraid of devourer. You don't love God. Meanwhile, the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Whether it's tithe or anything, he loves a cheerful giver. So that's why here, we don't pay tithe if you're not excited about it. Because we want to train you not to be mere men. Don't give at that level. No, never. Instead, take the money, eat it. Praise the Lord. It might bring so-called, you know, result physically. But spiritually, nothing is happening. We looked at Cain and Abel recently. The Lord had no respect for whose offering? Cain's offering. You know why? He first said he did not have respect to Cain. He said God had no respect to Cain and his. It was Cain that defiled his offering. What defilement did Cain put on his offering? His attitude. It wasn't the substance of what was brought. It was the heart. It was the heart. It was what he said when he was writing the check. It was what he planned before he came to church. You know, so you see people, you come to church and they say, now today you have really been blessed. Make that offering double. Mm-mm. Do you hear it here? For very soon, offering time will be silent time here. Offering time, silent time. So you do what is in your heart. The Bible says, let each man give as the word. Purposes in his heart. Not as the, you know, con man, you know, winds you to do. I have anointing for raising money. Do you know that? Ask my wife now. When I was in Redeem, they used to call me to places. 
to talk to people and they'll bring her money. So it's not that, you know, that thing is not there. Praise God. But you bring the money and you're not blessed. I don't want you to hold me someday. I say, Pastor, <laughs> they have not paid me. <laughs> no longer mere man. You're not a mere man. You're not a mere It's that deep. That's why our Lord Jesus Christ will say to you and I, He said, You're going to give account of what? Not just the letters you write. It says, even your idle words. You're going to give an account. Why? You're not a mere man. Angels are surrounding you, waiting to take instructions from what you say. That's why they told us in Ecclesiastes, he said, when you go to the house of the... He said, it's better you keep quiet too. Don't just go and open your mouth. Don't tell the angel you were joking. They don't understand jokes. I go die, oh. They say... Okay, should we commence process? He said, I was joking. He said, we are warning you. You're not a mere man. You see, you must get this. I don't know how the Lord will help you. Praise the Lord. Because this was what happened. He said, Elijah empowered an empty Jezebel. We learned part of what we learned on Friday. Is that the devil, the Bible says, John 10, 10, it says the thief. The devil is who? The thief. He, everything he has. Is stolen property. Did you know that? Everything he has. Even though God is allowing him to walk in it. Even the authority exercises. You know why should I tell you why? Didn't the Bible say. Didn't our Lord Jesus Christ say. All authority. In heaven and on earth has what? So which one is the devil operating with? Stolen. Stolen from who? Stolen from you and I. When people say they worship the devil. They are making mistakes. The devil is worshipping them. Because as human beings created by God, God has given you right on earth. When you gather as human beings and give that right to that demon, to the people that have backgrounds where they worship idols, that's what happens. A village comes and builds something, maybe with Iroko wood, some of them with iron or bronze, maybe from Edo State and some of the, or from Okija, you know, from wherever it is. They build all those things and then the whole village says, this is our God. What they've done is that all the authority, all the power, all the importance God has given to them as men, they say, okay, now you have it. And when that thing has it, it exercises it. So it can destroy them. It can threaten them. It can harass them. Because the devil is a thief. He has nothing. He has nothing. He owns nothing. But he holds things. Stolen things. So in my life, in your life, in our lives, what happens oftentimes is that he steals what is ours. Jezebel should have been the one running for her life. Her arms brigade, her inner security had been destroyed. She should be the one running. But we see Elijah running instead. Because for a moment, he downgraded himself to a mere man. And began to imagine what the devil is saying. What have you been imagining? Who has access to your power of imagination? Who is painting the pictures you see when you close your eyes? I'm getting to so-so years. I will not marry. Who told you that? I don't see myself having children. But you're somebody's child. Where did they mess up the metrics? Do you know that nobody produces children? You pass on what was passed to you. If you were born, then you cannot be buried. But the devil paints the picture. And you buy it. You begin to imagine it. And you begin to act like it is true. 
The Bible says Elijah started running. Nobody has started pursuing him. Why am I repeating all the things we learned on Wednesday? The only reason anybody should run is if he's quarreling with God. That's why the Bible says the wicked what? Nobody's pursuing them. The presence of God is what they're running from. Our father Adam started running. All wicked people are still running. But for the righteous, how can you run? How can you run? Why should Elijah run? That's what the servant wanted. He said, our last master, they have come. Where do we run to? And Elijah said, come down. Come down. He said, Lord, open his eyes. First of all, Elijah said, don't worry. I know you've seen many horses and chariots. He says, but what? They that be with us are what? Are more than those that be with them. For every challenge... For every circumstance, for every situation that the child of God finds himself in, they must fall back to that. Those who are with you are more than those who are with them. But the challenge is they are not on the same dimension. They are not on the same dimension. The ones that are against you, you can hear them, you can see them, you can feel them. But the ones that are for you, John the beloved said, I was in the spirit. The ones that are for you, you need to do what? You need to step out from being a mere man, from existing at this level. Because God in Christ Jesus, that's the beauty. I said, the Lord, how does Christ come into this? He said, how won't he come into it? Let me show you a scripture that will bless you. Luke 24, 36 to 39. After our Lord Jesus' resurrection, something happened. He appeared, yes. He appeared to them. He says, now as they say this thing, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace to you. Go on. He said, but they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? 38. He said, behold my hands and my feet. That is it. That it is I myself. Handle me and see. What did Jesus say here? He said, handle me and see. What can you handle? He can handle something that is tangible. Praise the Lord. He said, handle me and see. He said, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. Now, see what the Lord is saying to us here. When our Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead, he created a new man. A new set of people. They are not spirit. And also, they are not what? Flesh. You know who they are? They are spiritual. Those are the people that Paul was talking about. He said, you ought to be what? Spiritual. You have body. You lie down. But when you lie down, your spirit is standing. Is somebody get In Christ Jesus, a new set of people who are, you look at them on the surface, there appears nothing. If we don't understand it, let me give you an illustration that will help you get it. When the demons were commanded to come out in the name of Jesus, what did they do? They went out. When they are commanded to come out in the name of uh, Paul, commanded them in the name of what did they? They went out. But when the sons of Sceva came and said, "We adjure you," they say, "You don't look like them." Now the sons of Sceva were sons of prophets, which means they had been operating in familiar spirits. But you see, the fact that okay, how do I explain this? In in the devil's kingdom, I know you may not know, but some of us may know. There is hierarchy. That's why if somebody goes to native doctors and the person has a um, goiter whatever the native doctor can remove the goiter he can send the demon of the goiter away and transfer it it will become um uh, what's the other what's that one that makes people walk like the ibo ibi what's that one called in english hi 
You see, he can, whatever, anyway. Okay, he can move goiter and it will become a um, blood testimony. What they do in the kingdom of that, for those who, if you know somebody who goes there, it is shifting cultivation. They shift a smaller problem. The bigger demon will say, small demon, okay, I take over this case. Have you been to police before? He takes over the case, so he settles the small demon and he takes it to another. So the guy was having one problem. They solved that one and he was saying the thing is working. He's still under the same camp. He has just gone to a superior commander. So when these sons of Sceva were doing what, they had been doing things before in the name of their demon. But when they now said, go in the name of Jesus, they say, Habba, don't be claiming people like that now. He said, Jesus will what? Paul will also what? No, but you, who's the truth? He said, no, you can't be. You're not spiritual. You're not of the blend. The born again Christian is a blend. He, the Bible says, he that is born of the spirit. It's like what? The wind. He said, no man knows. That's what we have become. But you see, if you don't know, you will continue to live like a mere man. If they say, ah, this is happening. He say, hey, hey, hey. And you start running. And the demon say, he doesn't know. Ignorance is a prison. Do you know that? So in Christ Jesus, when he wrote, he said, touch me. He was creating you and I. That's what we became. We have flesh, we have blood, but we're also spirit. We're spiritual. So our words carry power. It's not an empty word. It's not an empty word. When the disciples said to Jesus in the account of the uh, healing of the uh, epileptic boy, I said, why could we not cast it out? Jesus didn't say to them, this demon is strong. He said to them what? He said, you're not yet understanding the way they say. He said, because of your little faith. You're not yet taking this thing. He said, you're not a mere man. You're not a mere man. Part of what that is, is this. Let me help somebody so that somebody just doesn't go out with excitement without understanding. Let me help you. If my words are that powerful, you know what it means? I can't also speak nonsense. If I speak nonsense, hey, thank you, Holy Ghost. How many of us understand electrical? Sam, please come. There's something that, uh, what, circuit breaker. What does circuit breaker do? Come. Circuit breaker is a device that is put in, in between the power source and the, um, the load, the equipment. That is the ACs and all of that. What does circuit breaker do? Circuit breakers, I believe this is what it does. Circuit breaker, please. Who is the power source? Pastor Lord, you look like power source. Come to this side. So he's the transformer. <laughs> And he's, tra- he's passing current to me. And he's the device. Give me current. I'm the circuit breaker. So he's giving me current. If this device now, I check this device. And the current that is coming, I see the way it's behaving. I see that if I transfer this current to him, instead of making the light come on and the AC's work, it will blow the bulbs. It will burn the compressor. You know what circuit breaker will do? Circuit breaker will fall. So that this power will no longer get here. Many of us are suffering circuit breaker problems. Because of the way we talk. Because of the way we behave. The power. They have stopped the power from passing through. Because you have said I will kill you. I will die. You said to your children die there. You said to people. You say you talk anyhow. So the circuit breaker has stripped off your power. Please sit down. So you are moving about and nothing is happening. It's for the pro- your protection. You speak nonsense. You speak empty words. You speak fear. You speak doubt. You speak unbelief. You speak anyhow. So the mercy of God says, this one, just step it down. But as you begin to mature, 
and begin to see that you are a God. Know ye not that you are what? God. Not a mere man. You begin to watch what you say. You begin to control your temper. If the anointing flows with your temper, do you know what would have happened? How many fires would have started in different places? So it comes in and curtails it. But this morning, somebody is adjusting. I say somebody is adjusting. Somebody is adjusting. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every matter is what is established. It is one thing for them to say you have this, you're suffering from this. It's one thing for them to say based on your statistics, on your precedence, on your background, you will never qualify for this. Based on the test results that we found, you're suffering from this. It's one thing for them to say it. It is one person who is making it too. When you know that you're not a mere man, when they say what they say with their fact, you refuse to accept it. And you go to the heavens. And instead of joining with that one to make them two, you join with the heavens. And the Bible says, if two of you shall agree as touching any one thing, what will happen? It will override the circumstance here. Somebody needs to say, Lord, change my perception. Transform me. This is, you see, I don't even think it's transform you. You've already been transformed. If you're born again. You're not ordinary. Now, this is the level where we're at because I believe everybody here is at that level. So, you now begin to understand how somebody who claims to be born again can carry his body. The Bible says every sin a man sins is outside of the body. But he that commits sexual immorality, fornication, adultery, lesbianism, homosexuality, uh, whatever, pornography, all of that. He says it's with his own body. If you understand you're not a mere man, let me tell you, come, sir. When a spiritual person engages in such things you know what he does immediately what you're declaring is this this one is polluted it is available for all demonic spirits the bible says he that is joined with the harlot is what harlot is not people they pay to you know meet with harlot is anybody that is relating illegally there are men harlots and there are women harlots now, once that thing, you're supposed to be joined to Christ and you take Christ and join, immediately they'll cut off because Christ cannot be a partaker of Belial. When that disconnection is done, you know what happens? It's like a house that they say, Oyubo man has moved out. Won't you want to move in there? Microwave will be working. Everything will be working. So once the Lord disconnects like this, all the demons enter and the same vessel that was consecrated becomes a polluted vessel. That's why you, 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 Christians, those who understand what is, you don't toy with sin. When you see a Christian crying, it shouldn't be that he wants breakthrough. It's Lord, purify me. That, thank you, sir. That's why the psalmist should say, Give me a pure heart, renew a right spirit within me. Take note. You see, they understand what is at stake because when that nonsense happens, you see, the body is still there and the person is still operating in the spirit, but is a polluter, is like a captured intelligence officer. That's what it is. So when the temptation comes, don't think of your pastor, don't think of your father, don't think of your mother, don't think of uh, the, your brothers in church that will say, Ah, you did it. Just know that demons are waiting to move in, they're waiting to move in. So with every other sin. Every other thing. It downgrades you. It opens you up. It makes you common. It weakens you. It makes the devil who was under your feet all of a sudden to come on top of you. And you don't want to be there. You don't want to be there. 
you don't want to give him access. The Bible says, do not give him access at all. You don't want to be there. Because the power you operate on, the grace of God, the beauty of God, the majesty, the invitation of God. You know, I've been trying to hold myself to say this, but until I had the testimony. One of my recent prayers to God is, Lord, I want to get to the point where I enjoy you. You know the feeling of new clothes? Okay, let me talk to the ladies. New clothes. Eh? New shoes. New hair. Okay, to the men, new car, new car. You know the feeling? New car. You want to be sent on an errand. Is there, Pastor, is there anywhere you want to go? <laughs> that feeling, I want to have it just for God. To enjoy Him. Praise the Lord. To enjoy Him. To find delight. To just consume with Him. And things are happening. They have to wake you up. They say, come back here. He says, ah, sorry, sorry, sorry. And it wasn't that you were eating. You were fellowshipping with the Lord. You know why? That's the enjoyment you have as not being a mere man. That's what God found in David. And he could cover his sins. And he could tell us, blessed is the man whose transgressions are covered. Whose sins are forgiven. Upon whom the Lord imputes no iniquity. You know why? This was somebody that enjoyed God. Many of us go to God to give us enjoyment. But the breakthrough is when God becomes the enjoyment. I have set the Lord always before me. And I shall not be moved. It's a place to be. And the only way you can get to that place is when you understand the level you've been brought to. You're not a mere man. You're not just a young lady. Your agenda in life is not to get married. The greatest testimony. I pray for marriages. I'm praying as a church. God, give us marriages. We've not had a marriage in a long time. Give us many. The people that are marrying are going to all kinds of places. Even the few that are marrying are going to Akwamba, different places. We want marriages in this house. Somebody say amen. amen. Yes, Lord. Marriages are things of joy. But you see, the testimony of your life is not that you're a young lady getting to 30 something and you must marry. Time is passing. No, you're not a mere young lady. You're a carrier of the kingdom. There's a divine purpose upon you. You are the delight of the Lord. Heaven looks upon you and they smile. They say that's one. They say that's another. Is somebody hearing me? Somebody needs to get this right. This situation in Nigeria, I've told you, God has a plan. Maybe he's just looking for some people that in spite of all the things that are happening, will just have a different attitude. An attitude of faith. Some people that can produce love in the midst of hate. Some people that would have confidence in the midst of all the uncertainty. Some people that can be generous with all the difficult economic situations. The Bible says he through us diffuses the fragrance of Christ. Where? In good places. In Singapore, in Norway, in every place. God is looking for those who diffuse the fragrance of Christ. Where? In Nigeria. And such people will not be mere men. Let's bow our heads. What is your prayer? Lord, if you're born again, you're already a spiritual man. If the spirit of God dwells in you, You're already spiritual. I failed to mention that the armies of the king of Syria surrounded the city Dotham. The horses and chariots surrounded the city Dotham. But you know what? The horses and chariots of fire did not surround the city. They surrounded Elisha. When it comes to the spirit, it's not group. It's not association. It's not the church you attend. It's none of those things. It is one man for his own. He saw 
horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elijah because his name is there. Your name is there. You have that protection. Lord, open my eyes to see what I have. Some other person needs to pray today. Lord, close my eyes to entertaining the devil's suggestions. He will not play his DVD on my television. <laughs> he will not post and I will download. Ask my, if you want me to see anything, video, you must send me a proper text telling me what it is. I don't download, I don't watch anything. I don't, my eyes are too precious. I watch what I see. I'm too careful. If you write, I will read because if I'm reading, I can stop and go. Somebody's in church and the enemy has passed through your eyes to show you such a terrible future. The sickness he says is this. The, your financial situation is this. This and this will happen. This and this will not happen. The devil is a liar. Blot out every of those imaginations. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations. Every picture. That the devil has sold you. Somebody you're indebted. And you don't know how you come out of indebtedness. The God we serve is a miracle working God. He's a miracle working God. He's the God of the children of Israel. In one night. They went from slaves. To owning the treasures of the world. They became federal reserve association of Israel. Bank. Your God can. Your God will. Somebody needs to close his eyes. Somebody needs to repent. Say, Lord, I do not imagine that again. You're here, you're imagining a future where failure is your portion. Who said that? Who did that to you? Didn't the Bible say that he that began the good work in you, he will be faithful to perform it unto the door of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't you understand that the afflictions will come, but they will work for you? Don't you understand that all things, that, as they, no matter how they do, they will work together for the good of those who love God? and are the called according to his purpose don't you understand that the devil has not been born who can stop he whom God has blessed don't you understand that the word of the Lord the promises of the Lord concerning you they are yes and they are amen don't you understand that the spirit of God is in you and your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost and whosoever is touching that body is touching the temple of God don't you understand that God is sovereign don't you understand that he stands alone? Psalm 82 we mentioned, say you stand alone as God in the congregation of the mighty. He stands and every other one must take instructions from him. Don't you understand? I want you to change those pictures. I want you to change those confessions. I want you to change those imaginations. Yes, the situation may not change today, but let your picture change. Let your expectations change. Let your confidence change. Please get back from the thief what he stole from you. Jezebel should be the one running, not Elijah. How can I run? Nehemiah understood it. He said, why should such a man as I fear? <laughs> why should I fear why should I fear you threaten me with poverty 
the ravens fed the light. Did he have an occupation? How can you threaten me? The Lord shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. He fed a nation for 40 years in the wilderness. They did not farm. They did not sow. They did not buy. They did not trade. Every money he provided for them. The Bible says day by day. His mercies. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. He is God. He is God. No longer a mere man. No longer. Somebody is here and the devil is saying, don't mind that preacher. There are circumstances. Look at your situation. Tell the devil, I can see the horses of flesh. But I can also see the horses of fire. The word of God is like fire. It's some, it's, do I have a witness here? That the word of God is coming like fire. Burning up everything that is holding me back. Do I have somebody that believes in God? And is able to say, the devil you have lost. No longer a mere man. No longer a mere man. Like I said, this is not what the preacher prophesies to you. You see and you take your steps. Pray, yes, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Matule Giribanda Zanda. Zindele Giribago Zinde Giribaba Zanda. Zikoko Kole Giribaba Bale Giribanda Zanda. Mantule Giribando Zinde Giriganda. Masotale Giribando. Let your fire fall. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for fresh fire. Le Giribago Zinde. Bale Giribanda. Set on fire, Lord. Set on fire. Le Giribago Zinde Giriganda. Lord, set on fire, Lord. Mato soto legiribanda. Set on fire, Lord. Mako shende giriganda. Another level, Lord. Another level. Manto legiriganda. Zundo. She giribago shende giriganda. She gababa baba legiribago shende giriganda. Sakoto legiribanda. Let your fire fall. Let your fire fall. Let your fire fall. Set on fire, Lord. Set on fire, Lord. Set on fire, Lord. Zeke legiribando. Set on fire, Lord. Rakatoso tole geribanda. Thank you, Lord. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158-404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.